0: you're listening to the free and true podcast hey everyone welcome back to the free and true podcast
1: hey guys happy palm <laughs> palm holy week happy holy yes week. i was gonna say palm sunday week <laughs> yikes <laughs> i should go to church more often no i'm kidding <laughs>
0: I did not remember that it was, like, Good Friday this week and that Easter was, like, like, I legitimately totally forgot.
1: You forgot the most important (laughs) holiday of our belief?
0: (laughs) Well, that could be debated. Uh, I think they're all equally important.
1: (laughs) Uh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, you're right. New Year's most important (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah I I forgot that Sunday was Palm Sunday my church we we just had baptism Sunday so we didn't really focus Uh, on yeah we didn't really focus on Palm Sunday because it was baptism Sunday which was totally amazing one girl from my small group got baptized so shout out to Anna Lee if you're listening and Ooh. yeah, and I I serve with the family team and I am one of the leaders of a middle school group. And three of the boys got baptized. Three middle school boys. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's so, amazing. That's a miracle in itself. No. <laughs> 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 no, I'm I'm super happy. I'm super proud of them. And it was it was just a really awesome Sunday. So Palm Sunday, I love Baptism it. I love Sunday. To hear it. Yeah. Now wow. we're when we're recording this we're coming up on Good Friday. But I guess by the time you guys listen to this, I just realized now that holy week will be over and it <laughs> Easter will have already passed. So happy I guess you know what? Palm Sunday, Good we- Friday, Easter, <laughs> post Easter. I hope you guys We
0: can celebrate it every day, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 Good news. This is the good news, the gospel. Right. Which right. which is what we're kind of gonna be talking about. It'll come up eventually in our discussion today.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. We are definitely talking about that today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to to end on a on a good note. <laughs> <laughs> so so what are we uh... talking about, Tiff?
0: So, okay, before I dive into the whole topic, this is a very deep topic. And for those of you listening, you probably have already seen the title of today's episode or if you heard last week's episode, we said the title as well. But it was, Why Do Bad Things Happen? Mm. And this topic has been talked about for ages by like scholars and you know intellectual thinkers and scientists and different religious circles because everybody wants to explain why certain things happen in our lives things that we can't explain or like what seems unfathomable or unjust or you know we just want to be able to explain it when it happens to us or people that we love Mm -hmm. or when we see it happen in the world so yeah this is the deep topic that we will be discussing today
1: (laughs) yeah so i mean we're going to be talking about why do bad things happen but we're also going to kind of i guess talk about you know why do bad things happen to good people where is god in all of this and i mean we're just we're just gonna see where where this takes us really Mm -hmm. I mean, we've mentioned this before, but we're we're not Bible scholars or anything like that. But I mean, everything that we're going to be sharing today, it's going to be based on, you know, our own our own testimonies, how we see how how we have seen God move during the bad times. Um, but also we are going to be going into the word and, and looking at the word and reflecting on what his word says, too.
0: Yeah. So, okay, to start us off, Kat, you had this brilliant idea. So can you tell me and tell our listeners, where did this idea for this topic come from? Mm -hmm.
1: So I feel like I've been hearing this question come up a lot. Like, why do bad things happen? I've heard it a couple of times. But it really wasn't until I was reading Exodus 7, like I've been trying to read through Exodus. It's been a slow process, but a process nonetheless. Uh, And I got to Exodus 7, right? This is what we read last week. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, how dare you? No. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go back.
0: Pause this and go back. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Listen to the word, guys. Come on. No, but it'll, if it, (laughs) oh, you hear that alarm, guys? That's my therapy session at 5.15. (laughs) I don't have it this week, though, so let me just end that right there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because otherwise I forget that I have my therapy appointments. Uh, Uh, Oh, yeah. I need therapy. We all need the alarm. Yeah. 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 Um, Where was I? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, I was reading Exodus 7, and if you didn't listen to Exodus 7, okay, it's fine. I forgive you this time, <laughs> but just to give you a brief a brief summary, right, this is the part when, well, it's another part where God is telling Moses, like, go, ask Moses to let my people go. And all of that stuff, this is that part. But something that I found very interesting was how in the Bible, it says, God says that he will harden Pharaoh's heart. In verse 3, it Mm -hmm. says, but I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and though I multiply my signs and wonders in Egypt, he will not listen to you. Then I will lay my hand on Egypt, and with my mighty acts of judgment, I will bring out my divisions, my people, the Israelites. That's actually uh, verses 3 and 4. And so, he says this. He says he's going to harden Pharaoh's heart. And I was like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. So, God is asking Moses to go. But he's also telling Moses, you're going to go, but I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. Like, this isn't going to go your way like this isn't this isn't gonna be an easy walk in the park like I'm telling Mm -hmm. you to go but I'm also going to make this not happen
0: (laughs) it just seems so strange because on one hand God is telling you to go Mm -hmm. like go I will be with you go but then he says but I'm gonna put this huge obstacle in your way it's gonna seem like you can't do it at all Mm mm-hmm and so it just seems counterintuitive and it's like, okay, God, you, you still want me to go then. You want me to go, but also I'm going to fail mm-hmm. in the beginning. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's not even just like a whole thing of like failure. You're like, yes, it's going to seem like a failure, but in this case, we see a few bad things happen. Right, And and Mm. we we touched upon this a little bit last week. But there were all these plagues that happened that resulted from this. There was the plague of blood. So, you know, the, the water turned into blood. Then there were frogs. A bunch of frogs came and infested the land. And there were other plagues that happened too. But one of them that happened, which I... I don't know if I feel like this is the worst one, but ultimately the spirit of death goes on the land, goes, you know, along the land and ends up killing all of the firstborn sons of the Egyptians. And that just, it just really got me thinking about like how, you know, God tells you to go, but then you go, there's these obstacles and sometimes there's bad there's bad things that happen and okay i mean in this part of the exodus bad things didn't happen to moses but eventually they did and i mean moses this is a spoiler alert moses never makes it to the promised land <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry to say but he never he never makes it and it's just like there's different bad things that happen along the way and it just it just got me i guess thinking about my own life and it's like why why does Mm -hmm. god tell us to go when he knows that like these bad things are going to happen when he knows that there are going to be obstacles in our way when he knows that we are going to experience rejection when he knows we're going to experience heartbreak when he knows that there will be loss because many of the Israelites never made it to the promised land. A lot of people died mm-hmm. along the way. So it's like, why?
0: No, I I think like we all just for those of us who who you know believe in God or maybe like you've heard about God and you just assume, okay, God's all good, all loving all powerful then why would he allow bad things to happen mm-hmm. and then we personalize it and we say to me because I'm a good person or to my my family or my friends they're good people you know I don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. I've done good so why is there why is there still bad happening to me and to people that I love? Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and you saying that it reminded me of my whole 2020 to 2021 experience oh boy (laughs) Uh, I knew this was gonna come up eventually on the podcast (laughs) (sighs) it just sometimes sounds so ridiculous to say all the things but (laughs) this is my life and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm going to share a little bit of what my experience has been and hopefully it resonates with someone. So it all started in March of 2020, but not with COVID as you may be thinking. It actually started, uh, my grandfather from my mom's side, he passed away in March 2020. But he passed away because he had liver cancer. And 2 years it was like a year and a half or 2 years before that he was diagnosed with with it. Which I guess maybe that's when when it all started for me. But when he was first diagnosed, I was furious because he was a man of god like he was such an example of a follower of Jesus like he mm. was past he was a pastor of multiple churches um he was a prayer warrior like this man had so many beautiful amazing experiences with god I, I don't even know if I will have ever have all of those types of experiences that he had and his his relationship was with god was so beautiful and something that like i strive to to have but just seeing that like he served you for almost his whole life faithfully and this is how you chose to take him out like that was my thought and i was i'll be honest i was so pissed i was so angry with god and i was like how could you do this? I was like, why, why is this bad thing happening to someone who has been so good to you, to someone who has been so faithful? And like, not even just the fact that he was diagnosed and you know, whatever, had had to go through everything. It's the fact that like, it took him so long to go through the, like that process. And he, he didn't, go through treatment so it literally like the cancer just like literally like deteriorated him Mm -hmm. like he by by the time that he you know died he wasn't himself he he did not look like him he was so skinny he could not move he could not talk it just seems like he couldn't even comprehend anything anymore he was literally he was you know in a vegetable state and that made it even worse for me because i was like god you knew he didn't he didn't want to go like this you knew he didn't want to like be in this state and yet you let him get to this point and then you take him and i was just i was yeah. i was so upset with god and <laughs> then it went downhill <laughs> from from there for me and you know after that I mean that's when COVID really really kicked up so from that that happened in March in May I was supposed to graduate with my master's in teaching that got canceled wasn't able to do that so that was another loss and disappointment and I was like god I worked so hard like I was so faithful and I trusted you like throughout this process and like now you're taking this away from me and then there was that. And then I also got married that same year. Was, 2020 was a very busy year for me. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I got married in July of that year. And I mean, that was a whole thing in itself. Three days before the wedding, they had canceled it. But then it was back on. But like eh, all of my plans that we like that mm-hmm. we had Just got had to be changed last minute to make it possible. So it was supposed to be an indoor wedding. We had to rethink everything to make it an outdoor wedding to meet COVID guidelines, whatever. And it was just like, God, like, why? It's just this is just another thing. Like, I'm in another bad place, like, another stressful place. Like, why? Like, I've been so faithful to you. And then after that, it just felt like one thing after the next. And I, I think the biggest thing was my most recent <laughs> journey that God has been bringing me through. But, you know, we got, my husband and I, David, we, we got married. And we had a goal that we would buy a house, like, a year into marriage. Or a little bit after a year. And that's what we did. We bought our first home in August. And it was a journey just to finally find this house. But we trusted God throughout the whole process. And we found our home. So it was August 31st when we closed on our house. And on September 2nd, Hurricane Ida hit. And flooded our house. And <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. And all of... Because we were just moving in all of our belongings were in the garage and it all got flooded. So, we lost all of our furniture. We lost a lot of belongings. Um, And the money that we were setting aside to work on the upstairs of the house because it it did need a, a lot of work. It then had to be put to fix the bottom. Like, we had to rip walls out. We had to... We have a bathroom downstairs, so we had to gut the whole bathroom and redo the whole thing. And it was it was it was a lot. It was a very heartbreaking moment. And I remember when I saw the water, I was like, "Are you serious, God? Like this? This Mm -hmm. is happening now?" And it just Mm -hmm. added on to my anger. And I was like, just, I I just kept thinking, how could you? How could you do this to us when we were so faithful to you during this process? We were so faithful to you as we were preparing for marriage, in our first year of marriage, and and now trusting you in this process of finding a home. And this, this is what's happening. And... I, I held on to that for a long time, and I was just, it was just one of those things, like, why do bad things happen? Why is this happening to me when I feel like I've been so good, when David has been so good to you? So, yeah, that, that was my crap load of crap. <laughs> can we say crap? I think we can. <laughs>
0: yes oh my gosh just so much so much and as somebody like who was outside looking in you know it's a lot it's a lot for somebody to go through and I mean you guys were still so like amazing through it all um which was like a testimony to your faith in and of itself but It's really hard, like, in the moment when bad things happen like that repeatedly because as Christians, like, we put our faith in God and then, like, we almost expect, like, okay, God, I'm going to be good. So I'm expecting good in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think there is, like, maybe, like, a very tiny shred of, like, biblical truth in that statement where it's, like, yeah, I'm gonna be connected to God. He's the vine. I'm the branch. If I stay connected to him, if I'm faithful to him, if everything that I do is for him and for his glory, mm-hmm. I get to benefit from like his peace mm-hmm. and, you know, the knowledge that he is with me. And like whatever happens that you know he's got me and that everything works together for my good. But I feel like sometimes we take it too far, and we're like, "Well, God, I also expect a good life," mm-hmm. and we're actually never promised that mm-hmm. in the Bible. And I kind of want to take it back to like some biblical truth, if we could, mm-hmm. to like like a foundation where. I mean, if you're asking, like, okay, so like, where does this all start from, right? Like, bad things happening to people, whether it be like wars and famines or. Sicknesses, or like, you know, conflicts with other people. Like, there's just a variety of bad things that can happen to us. And we can take it back. Like, it can be traced to the very beginning Mm -hmm. of the Bible, where, you know, back in Genesis 1 and 2, God had created such a beautiful, euphoric, heavenly place where everything was perfect. And The first man committed a sin, and because of that, everyone in his lineage, which is all of us, had to bear the consequences, basically, of his actions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, humanity was kicked out of that amazing Garden of Eden, and because we were stained with that sin, Mm -hmm. because all of us now were born and like our first instinct is always to to sin. Like we don't, we're never perfect in this life. So we're all sin, like sinners, mm-hmm. no matter what we try to do, right? Yeah. And so our consequences are are that we have, we'll will be doomed to like eternal death. And I feel like those words are kind of scary to someone who like is not familiar with that, but like the Bible does say the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. And so... Our, conce- our, our actions have consequences. And not only that, but creation itself like was also struck by this, this decision that Adam had made. And so like creation itself is groaning and that's why we see all these disasters. It's not a perfect place anymore. And so you just have a combination of both like the world has fallen, we're fallen. Like mm-hmm. everything is just kind of in this fallen state Mm-hmm. And it's it's like this thing that's kind of like outside of us. Mm-hmm. We can't do anything about it. But the good news is, as believers, we believe that Jesus came and he died for us mm-hmm. to take away that punishment. He died in our place because the punishment that we would have gotten was death, but he took that for us. He put it on himself, the only perfect human being who was also God— He took it on himself, and he paid the price. Mm -hmm. And so now as believers, if we believe in him, we have that hope of eternal life to be with him. Mm -hmm. We're saved from our sin. But the thing is, we're still living in this world, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So it's like we are connected to the true vine, the true eternal life. So we have this peace, which, like, even in your story, like, throughout the last couple of years, which has been so hard for you. Like there's this knowing that God has you mm-hmm. and he's faithful and you can trust him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like like, how, like how, how would you know that? Like, how would you know that? Because he's been faithful before mm-hmm. bad things are bound to happen because this world is fallen because we're fallen creatures. We'll keep making mistakes. That's, that's like the gist of it. But like, we have this hope and we have this peace that keeps us going. And, you know, it's, I feel like that is probably like the the simplest answer. And it's like, it's not one of those like concrete answers, like, well, like, what if I can just continue to be good and maybe like good will come back my way. I mean, I feel like I've, I've heard that. And it never works out,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it never works out because people make mistakes yeah. and those mistakes have consequences on other people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like we're never we're, we're not in a bubble, like this, like hurricanes can happen, floods can happen at any time, you know, it's like
1: yeah. we're not
0: in the bubble and, and bad things just happen. It's, it's just like a fact of living in this world.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think that that goes back to Exodus seven, right? So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah, we can reap the blessings that like we sow, you know, into life. Like we do good. God will bless us. Yes, that does happen. Right. But similar to what happened to me, I've done good, but bad things, you know, happen. Sometimes it's as a consequence, sometimes it's just life, I feel like, but you know, it, What you were saying, it it brought me back to Exodus 7 because if you think about what happened to the Egyptians, all these plagues that were happening to then what I feel like was the worst one of all, where the firstborn son of all the Egyptians were, were killed, you know, that was because of Pharaoh's actions. Not because of anyone, any of the Egyptians necessarily, but just because of Pharaoh. And so... Sometimes I feel like that's something that we have to remember. Like, it's not, it's not that God's punishing you when you're going through a tough time because God doesn't punish people like that. That's not the kind of Mm. God he is.
2: It's Mm -hmm, more that mm -hmm. just
1: like, sometimes maybe someone else's actions resulted in a consequence for you. Not so much a consequence. I don't want to, I don't know if that's the word I want to use, but it's like a ripple effect. Yeah, it's like, it's like a ripple effect. And like, sometimes you may never know like why something happened, right? But I, I think we can't get caught up in like, oh, what caused this to happen? Because mm-hmm. it, it really could be anything. I mean, it it's just simply the fact that we live in this world, as you said, and we live in a fallen world, I guess, ultimately, because of Adam and Eve's actions, right? Yeah. But the ultimate, ultimate action that makes everything better is what Jesus did. And I think that no matter what we go through, whatever hardship that we go through, whatever bad thing that happens, it can be used for his glory. Like, whatever yeah. whatever bad situation you're you're going through, like, if you can hope in Jesus... You know, he will bring you through it, whether he brings you through it the way that you had hoped or he brings you through it in a different way. But I'm sure that your story can serve as a testimony. It's part of your testimony, but it can help someone else. You know, and that's, that's what happened with me and David because all of this happened and our church actually ended up asking us if we could share our story for their Christmas series and we Mm. we were able to share our testimony they recorded it they showed it I was like oh my gosh we're famous at church (laughs) (laughs) it was a really cool experience I was very very grateful for it but I was able to see like how much other people were blessed by our story. And it was like, yes, we suffered, but because we were then able to share that we also went through this hardship, but like, we, and I wouldn't even say we're, we're through it yet. We're still dealing with a lot from the flood, but we're able to now see God's goodness through it all and, and share that and share that, yes, this bad thing happened, but ultimately, God was still good. And this also reminds me, because for me, the journey wasn't easy. The journey to be like, yes, I'm in the midst of this bad problem, but God is so good. Mm-mm. Mm. I don't want anyone to think that it's going to be that easy because I was very angry for a very long time. I think mm-hmm. David was the one who was a lot more faithful during this journey, but it took me it took me a very long time and even sometimes still I, I think I have a little bit of bitterness and I, I'm still working through that if if I'm just being honest. But it reminded me of something that I heard. I was I heard a message from Christine Kane and she was talking about the story of Jesus appearing to the disciples in Luke 24. And how when Jesus resurrected, he was talking to the disciples and they didn't notice him. And mm. they, they missed Jesus, like seeing Jesus because... Oh, so good. Yeah. And I was like... <gasps> and I was just like, wow. And it's just like, how often do we miss seeing Jesus through our circumstances? Like yeah. how, how often are we so preoccupied in our grief in our in our anger in our bitterness where we can't see the goodness of god like yeah despite whatever is happening god is still good because he paid the price and and Mm -hmm. you can think and question and i know the people question this a lot it's like well why couldn't god just make a perfect world why couldn't god just make us good then but think Mm. about it when someone tells you to do something i don't know i don't know i know for me like when someone tells me to do something then i'm like nah i don't feel like doing it like growing (laughs) up like when (laughs) when my parents would tell me to do something i'd be like no i don't want to do it (laughs) you know like and then i feel forced like you tell me to go clean my room? Well, you know what? I was going to do it, but now I don't want to. <laughs> that's exactly That's been, you know, my attitude. And I know, I'm sure there's a lot of other people that are like that too. And so, because people have that attitude, God gave us free will to choose if we want to follow him or not. And I think, I think that's a, a beautiful thing because if you choose Jesus, then that's, that's your choice and you get to grow in that relationship and explore that relationship instead of being forced to worship, you know, and he's, he's there just like how Jesus was there with the disciples, but it's up to you if you want to see him, if you want to, if you want to fix your eyes on Jesus. Or fix your eyes on the problems that are going on around you. And, I mean, now I feel like I'm at a better place where I can say that, like, there's no problem that's bigger than God. Yes, people, people die. Bad things happen to people. You know, there's violence and there's death and there's you know, depression, there's just all of these negative things, but God is still good because he loves us so much that he gave us Jesus. And like, that's the good news. Like, and you might be like, I have a terrible life. I have all of this, all of these things going on. But the best thing in your life is that you have someone who literally died for you? They gave up their life for you. And if you don't think you have a testimony, if you don't think that, if you don't think that there's any good in your life, just know that that, that in itself is the best thing that'll ever happen to you. No mm-hmm. job promotion, no marriage, no having kids. Nothing will ever amount to that part of your life. And you making the choice to believe that, to believe that, accept it into your heart, and to walk in that daily.
0: So for me, when I was first like re-examining my faith, um, I went through this kind of crisis in my senior year where I was taking a religions course and I was kind of just like looking at the different faiths and kind of just trying to see how mine, like, you know, compared, contrasted. And I really wanted to study what we believed in, what like Christians believed in. And there's a verse in Matthew 22 that says like, love the Lord with your heart, mind, and soul. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And so I knew that I had experienced him like in my heart and my soul but I wanted to like explore our faith on like a more intellectual level and like love him with my mind and so I went on this deep like rabbit hole <laughs> and I was like okay like who is God that we should trust him so much like this you know to know what is good and perfect in our lives like the bible says like he's good and he's perfect and he's all loving but to give our entire lives to him when bad things happen just be like well God has it God's going to use it for our good. Like, how do we know we can trust that? And I came across a apologetics kind of course online and started looking up different themes that, that kind of related to this and apologetics. If you don't know, it's like intellectually studying the truths within the Bible. So like asking all of those like hard questions and kind of comparing it to history and like, facts and stuff like that so there was an apologist back in the day named Ravi Zacharias and he like would mention it like this he said if you say that there's something evil you're assuming that there's such a thing as good right and if you say that there's such a thing as good then you're also assuming that there is some kind of moral law like because innately you know that something's evil and you know that something's good Mm -hmm. And there's this moral law innately that we can know what's evil and what's good. Mm -hmm. So there's like this, there's like this standard that everybody kind of just knows, you know, somehow. Mm -hmm. And so when you assume this moral law, then implicitly there has to be like a moral law giver. Like who gave this moral law? Mm -hmm. You know, like how do we all just know this good and evil, good and bad? So there's like this source this origin of the moral law and then he explained that this lawgiver then has to be outside of like our human reality then it can't be somebody like here on earth it has to be above like all of us because all of us think the same way so the person who gave us moral law has to be above us and it's someone who can see beyond everything and knows like how everything fits together And so when I heard that, I thought immediately of Romans 8, 28, where it says, you know, all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. And I was like, okay. So if you're saying that there's a lawgiver that's like above all of us, this being, God, is the one who created, who who distinguished between good and evil. Mm -hmm. And if you're saying that he's only good and he sees like for eternity in the past, into the past eternity, into the future. That means that he also knows exactly what is good for us and what is best for us because Mm -hmm. he set, he set the law of good into motion, you know? He Mm -hmm. set the difference. And so I just like, I, I, I heard that, I remembered that and I was like, wow, I feel like pieces of the Bible were fitting together like, okay, that makes sense. Like, he is above everything that I can see. Our, everything above human knowledge. And because he's beyond human knowledge, I know I can trust him. Because my brain, and I know, like, people that I know of, like, their minds are just all over the place. Like, we're just a mess. We're all a mess,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't trust a human mind... And to know that the Lord Jesus is above all of that, God is above all of that. I know I can trust him. He is all good and all loving. And the sole fact that he's all good and all loving, and that he, beyond a shadow of a doubt, walked this earth, and died for us, and then rose again. I mean, this is perfect timing because of Easter and everything, but, mm-hmm. you know, he died, and then he rose again because he, he wanted to save us from our sins. Mm-hmm. Like, that just proves how loving he was, mm-hmm. or how loving he is. And so we can trust that. We can trust his character and his, his goodness. And yes, this, this world sucks sometimes. It really does. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's so many things. <laughs> so many things that could happen that can mess with our mind and our emotions and, you know, our families and our friends and the world. But we can trust that he is above it all. Mm -hmm. And he sees all, he knows all, and he has the best in mind for us, even if we're in the midst of really dark times. Mm -hmm. And, like, I remember, like, what you said, you were saying earlier, like, you know, you... You were probably doing like a little bit worse than David, and like you were angry and maybe a little bit st- st- still a little bit bitter. That's okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: God welcomes that too because that's that's being that's like you're honest with Him, and He likes when His children are honest with Him. Like He doesn't shy away from those emotions, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and what what you were saying right now it reminded me of someone else from the Bible. It reminded me of Job. And mm. for those of you who don't know, Job was this man who he was very faithful to God. Now, I know we've been talking about how good God is, right? But the reality is that and as you were mentioning, Tiff, like there's there's good and evil, right? So the moral law giver, like, yes, is God. But because there's, like, good, which is, you know, God in this case, there's also evil, which is the enemy. It's Satan, right? And so, I think that's something important to keep in mind, too. And we see that with Job's story. So, yeah, he was a faithful man to God, and Satan saw that. He did not like that. And so, he wanted to try to get job away from from his relationship with god and in john mm. 10, 10 it says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy i've come that they may have life and have it to the full but that's his job right he wants to steal people he wants to kill people he wants to destroy lives right so he he goes to god and he's like this is like the uh the spark notes version of job story <laughs> so satan goes to god and is like yo that guy job i want him and god is like can't have him and satan is like all right i still want to you know mess with him and god is like okay but you can only do this much right and so satan's like all right brb and he goes and he messes with job and it goes you know it's It's a whole back and forth between, like, Satan wreaking havoc, really, in Job's life to the point where Job, he loses his property. He loses his children. Like, literally, his children are... They die. They get killed. They get crushed to death. And he loses his health. And Satan is just wreaking all of this havoc. But he still was faithful to god even though it was hard and it wasn't as easy as it was in the beginning he was still faithful but god did not allow it to go any step further and it just goes to show that like god will allow things to happen only to the point that we can handle right like he like you were saying tiff like he has this bird's eye view of the whole world of all of our lives so he knows what we can and can't handle and so he did not allow job to go through something that he would not have been able to handle that would have actually broken him and Mm. so we might think we're broken but there's really nothing too broken for god to fix like so good he can piece our lives back together and you know That's what he did for people in the Bible. That's what he did for me, you know, with all of the things that have happened in my life. And that was just a year and a half of bad things that have happened. But, like, there has been so much more that has happened to me. For those of you who don't know me and who are getting to know me on the podcast, like, I'm not going to get into it. But, like, when I was a kid, I was diagnosed with cancer. Like, I went through chemo and everything so it's just like i i can totally understand and empathize what it means to just have one bad thing happen after the other to be in the bad circumstances even though like you're faithful to god but it was like looking back on it now i realized like there was nothing that wasn't too much for me and looking back at it now I'm able to see how good God was in each of those situations so it gives my it gives me hope when I get into another hardship like I'm like I'm dealing with stress at my job like I've gone through a flood I've gone through grief (laughs) I've gone through cancer what you talk about little little job Mm. situation right here right like I have seen how much bigger god is than all of my problems uh, yeah and yep. sometimes it takes me a very long time to see it but that's the beautiful truth even if i don't yeah. see it all the time you know and so because of that you know i philippians 4 6 is, is actually one of the One of my favorite verses, um, that it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And this verse always comes up in my life. Like, I, I just love it because that's, that's all we can do. Like whenever we're going through something, we just have to give it to God because it's not, even though we might think it's our struggle and our situation like it's not god will take care of it god wants to take care of us he just wants us to go to him with it you know and maybe it'll be a quick miracle quick fix or maybe not and we might never know why like the person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know the person we're praying for to get healed they might not get healed they might pass away you know, but that doesn't make God any less good. That doesn't make him yeah. any less faithful. That's just the consequence of living in a fallen world, living in a world where there's sickness and disease and where Satan has control in some areas. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. he, the same way you know, God is God and he controls things and he has. Angels fighting for us. Satan has demons fighting for us too. And the more you try to push towards God, the more he's going to try to pull you away. Because if he can't destroy you, he will distract you with all of the bad things that are happening in your lives. But I think at some point we have to decide like who are we going to give more power to. Who are we going to acknowledge and how are we gonna see God during these bad times? You know? Yeah. And I, I don't think we'll ever have a, a like a very concrete answer to why exactly do bad things happen. But I I just know that from my experience I can say mm-hmm. that I know that there is hope and That might sound cheesy as heck (laughs) (laughs) i just know that's the truth i just know that i'm still here and i don't always have good days but i do have god
0: there's this beautiful quote that i heard from like family radio show that i used to listen to as a kid and it's sometimes god heals sometimes he doesn't sometimes he takes his time His reasons are his own and where does that leave us stuck with the frailty of our humanness dependent upon the power of God's will obliged to keep in prayer and Um, I kind of want to because you know up until now we've been talking about the reality of living in this world there's going to be bad things that happen to everybody good people bad people mm -hmm. you know natural disasters biological illnesses conflict with other human beings Mm -hmm. it's reality but what do we do you know what do we do about it we trust god we trust his character like you mentioned we keep close to him in prayer we rely on his peace to get us through his joy to get us through and we give him all of the burdens on our heart Mm -hmm. and it's really hard when you're like in a bad place to like fully grasp the totality of like okay yes god is good god is love god has me but it's like if you foundationally believe that from the get-go then when bad things happen you can go back to those foundational truths that you you know you believe in and just repeat them over and over repeat god's truth over and over Mm -hmm. and be like okay I may not feel like it right now. I may not feel like good about what's happening to me, but I know in my mind and in my heart that this is truth. So I'm going to repeat it over and over again until I feel like I do believe it.
2: Mm.
0: God is good. God loves me. God knows me. God cares for me. And God walks with me. The Lord walks with me every day. I just keep repeating it over and over again
1: you got to fake it until you make it. <laughs> you just have to keep speaking those words sometimes until they become your reality. And, and the words we say, they really have power. But, mm. you know, and, and I know that was something that David experienced. And, you know, part of his testimony is that he was literally in our garage in the water, he was going through our stuff like picking up our stuff from the floor like and taking it out of the water and he was just like god you're still good god you're still good and he just kept saying that and then he started thanking god he started saying like thank you god for allowing us to have this house thank you for our marriage and he just started thanking god for all of the things that he was able to see that was good still right because i don't i don't think we could really say oh like everything is bad all the time there's some slivers of goodness sometimes and sometimes those are the things that you have to hold on to or sometimes the things of the past the good things in the past like you have to remind yourself of god's blessings you have to remind yourself of how good god is and the way the way david describes it he says that you know, he didn't feel it in that moment, but he just felt like, like, he didn't feel super grateful. He didn't feel joyful. He, he was, you know, saying this and crying as he's literally picking up wet boxes and our destroyed furniture out of the flooded waters, the dirty flooded waters in our house. But eventually his words were able to align with his heart. Like his heart was able to get there. His heart posture was able to get to a place of gratitude. And you know along along the way, we saw so many blessings that we did not see coming. And you know, none of it would have happened if it wasn't for the flood. And I think that's true a lot of the times in our lives. like things, there may be blessings that we didn't even know we needed that we didn't even know were necessary in our lives to get us to where God wants us to be. But sometimes we have to be in the midst of the flood before you can see God's promise.
0: Amen. So before we wrap up today, we wanted to leave you with a verse for the week. And it's John sixteen thirty three, which says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world.
1: Stay free.
0: Stay true.
1: See you next time.